Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The Packers game is over, and now it's time to break this one down. It's the Green and Gold Post Game Show with former Packers running back Gary Ellerson and the big unit, Bill Michaels. They're going to look at this one over and over and over again to see if it actually was a touchdown as it's being uh, reviewed in the booth. But uh, as of right now, the Green Bay Packers trail the Indianapolis Colts 31-28 with just over a minute and 20-something remaining in this contest. Welcome. It is the Green and Gold Postgame Show. I'm Bill Michaels, Gary Ellerson alongside, and this game, uh, boy, it, it's a tale of so much. Uh, turnovers uh, on the part of the Green Bay Packers. Uh, you've got, uh, the, the, you know, the Packers obviously with Aaron Rodgers, you know, fumbling away the football and then Aaron Rodgers throwing a pick and then Darius Shepard on the return, fumbling away a football. And it, it just, it's just so much to it. And a defense that, uh, I can't sit here and defend, uh, so much in the sense that, you know, that they, they didn't play great, but they gave up three field goals. And they had their backs against the wall. And J.K. Scott with an absolutely craptastic punt. And uh, it, it just it, it seemed like special teams let them down again. So when you when you look at this, you can say, well, you know, not a not a, not a good situation. But the offense didn't do a damn thing in the second half of this ball game. And that has been ruled, by the way, the what was looked at as a fumble return for a touchdown. It has been ruled an incomplete pass. Is I thought may, I thought the ball was coming out a little bit before uh, his arm started to move forward, but simultaneously they looked at it, and I guess they erred on the side of uh, the Colts. So the Colts ended up punting the ball away. The Packers are going to have to go now 80, um, you know, 92 yards, 93 yards, something to that effect, uh, to win this ball game, or at the very least they're going to have to go about 50 to tie it up. So that's where we stand. Gary Ellison alongside, and Gary, I, I tell you what, this is uh, – this has been a maddening game in so many different aspects, and it just comes down to turnovers. The Packers would be in yeah. a much better position if they didn't turn a damn ball over. Yeah, yeah. death by a thousand cuts here, Bill. Yep, exactly. <laughs> I mean, just, yeah, just crazy. And but, but still, you know, I just, you know, third quarter just killed the Packers. Well, they had like six plays in the third quarter. You just – yep. And you just gave up ten points right away. You just just had no momentum, and then this defense turned back to what we thought this defense was, and they kept getting, you know, they just and, and they got turnovers in the first half. So that 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 was the difference in the first half. Everybody keep talking about 
um, uh, Matt LaFleur being out coach. I, I don't know if he's being out coach. I, I just think that you, your defense got turnovers in the first half, and that led to two scores by the Green Bay Packers. And then we saw what this defense has been all season long, where if you just commit to the run, you can run the football on them. And that's what Indianapolis came out and did in the second half. That's not that's not that's not getting out coach. That's just well, this is what your defense has been all year. Mm-hmm. And and so when you look at the game right now, offensively, I would agree with you. I mean, offensively, I, there's just no excuse for six plays on on the offensive side of football in the third quarter. I mean, there's just no excuse for this offense is better than that. Here's the one thing we've been talking about. With the, Everybody says, well, you didn't need to pick up an extra wide receiver. They're good without it. Aaron Rodgers dropping back, throwing off his back foot, and yet again throwing another incomplete pass. Um, the, the, the problem is now they're going to double Devontae, and everybody sure. else has to go beat him. And this right. is what we've talked about. It's, it's great when you have a lead and you can execute with the run game and you can execute with right. motion and movement and such. But now you can't. Now it's just everybody go out and everybody get open. And now they're finding it hard to do. And before you know it, in two quick plays, the Packers are staring at a third and ten. And, and they've got uh, just over a minute to, uh, left to go in the ball game, and they haven't moved the ball uh, one damn yard. Now, we all know it's four-down territory, but Correct. nevertheless. Uh, 855-830-8648, 855-830-8648. If you want to chime in, go ahead and do so. Give us a shout again, 855-830-8648. Uh, give us a shout. And uh, and we can also hit you up on Twitter at Bill underscore Michaels at Bill underscore Michaels or uh, at Gary Ellerson. You can find us there as well, and uh, and go with it from there. So there you go. Nice deep pass to uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling that did go about forty plus yards. So the Packers are probably within fifteen yards of actually being in field goal range right now. And a big catch in triple coverage by Marquez Valdez Scantling. I got he's very quickly becoming uh, a, a a more reliable target, Gary. Well, he's starting to come on a little bit. I mean, when Alan Lazard went out, they had to go to him a little bit more. They had to use him. And I think each game he's just gotten better and better. And so, you know, he's you know he's still a deep threat. He's still your home run hitter. No, I mean, no doubt about that. But I think, you know, overall he's starting to run better routes underneath routes. And his game is starting to expand a little bit more than it has been. So, I mean, you got to give them – you got to give him some improvement on that end. Um. As uh, Mason Crosby gets ready uh, to try to kick a field goal, meanwhile the uh, team still has the offense still has about a minute to go, and uh, sitting at about the midfield stripe or a little bit deep in or a little bit deeper, I should say inside. Crosby's uh, not trying to kick a field goal now, is he? No, no, no. no. He was warming no, no. up on the sideline. Oh, he's, he's warming up, up on the okay, sideline. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. No, no. Um, there right now the Packers. It's first and ten, and the Packers mm-hmm. with just over a minute to go. Uh, in the ball game or sitting inside uh, Indianapolis territory. So we'll let you know how this all turns out. But, again, you know, we talk about the defense and and all the criticism of Mike Pettin and such. And is is everything we saw today, Gary, again, you and I have talked about the scheme. You and I have talked about the players. Mm -hmm. Is today about the players or is today about the scheme? Because it was a real chess match coming out in the beginning of the second half. I I thought I I like uh, Rashad Gary a lot. In, in this ball game, he played really, really well. Um, they they still went to a lot of nickel. I mean, they play. He's just gonna stay in that nickel, and he's just gonna live and die with that. So mm-hmm. that 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 could be about scheme. But I, I think at the end of the day, when you look at you know th- this offense, my pet and what they're trying to do, their defense, what he's trying to do over there, I think it's been very difficult to get a beat on it. And they're just seem to going to be in that nickel package the whole time, and they're not going to run a traditional three-four, even though teams he know that teams are running at him all the time. So 
I, I think it could be a little bit of both, Bill. 855-830-8648 if you want to chime in. Uh, give us a shout as the Packers continue to move the ball down into Indianapolis territory. And uh, the Packers are trying to uh, get themselves to stop the clock, and then we'll keep you up to date as to what's going on. But, again, 855-830-8648. Give us a shout if you uh, if you got a comment about the Green Bay Packers and about the way this game has gone to this point. I think a lot of people sitting like you and I are right now on the yes, edge of their seats wanting to needle. see if they're going to be able to pull this out. Here's the right. thing. What if they yeah. win this game? What does it well, say about I mean, the team if they win this game? Well, then they're resilient. I mean, that's that's what you get. You know, I mean, it didn't go their way. I mean, if they win it, it's just a it's a hard fought game that just that they they struggle to get a win and they got one on the road. I mean, that that shows you a heart of a champion. So to mm-hmm. me, that's what that means. Even despite uh, with how they played. Um, I mean, we'll see what goes down. No, I, I I agree with you. I mean, I know Indianapolis right now. I thought it was right over, now. Bill. I did, too. I, I, I kind of – I was sitting here eating a little bit. I was watching this game, and then uh, when they, when they uh, you know, did not call that thing a pick or a fumble, I thought, okay, that, that doesn't – it's over. When they punted inside right. the Packers' eight-yard line, mm-hmm. I thought, right. oh, man, it's, this thing's pretty much done. But – Give Aaron Rodgers and company credit and give Marquez Valdez-Scantling credit for as much as we talk about yeah. Devontae Adams. It's been the MVS show mm-hmm. uh, here in this, here in this uh, port, portion of the uh, you know, you kind of the cardiac comeback. Throw, Bill. You think about that throw ahead. He led him. That would have been a touchdown. He underthrew yeah. that ball. Actually. Yeah, well, he, uh, he threw him, you know, falling backwards. Yes. You know, as he does quite often. So when you – I mean, don't get me wrong, strong arm, incredible throw right. for yeah. falling off your back foot. Yeah. Right. Uh, but the Packers – here's what you got to hope. Now you hope that Mason Crosby kicks the field goal through the uprights. They tie the ball game, and you hope you win the coin toss. Right. Because if you lose the coin toss, chances are you're most likely going to lose this game. This defense mm, is going. This defense is going to have to win your ball game. Right. I mean, if if you take it right down and you score, you put it in the end zone. That's one thing. But otherwise, this defense is going to have to win you the ball game. So uh, Mason Crosby splits the uprights, and this game is now tied at 31. And we're we probably go. probably going to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, unless something crazy happens, we're probably going to be going overtime. overtime. We'll see what happens. Eight five five eight three zero eight six four eight eight five five eight three zero eight six four eight. A couple of piece, uh, pieces of notes here that I had. Uh, the one thing I can say is Elkin Jenkins is a mauler, Gary. That guy's just I, – I've I watched him specifically. <laughs> that guy, you can put him in – I you bet mean, you can play quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, when they drafted him, they knew that he can play all three positions, and that's why they went out and got him. Um, that's kind of like the Packer way, right? I mean, they want their their offensive line to play uh, multiple positions. You're right. I mean, he was able to step in. I mean, that's unheard of, Bill. You you got a guy that can go left tackle. He can go left guard. He can go right guard. He can go. I mean, he can play up and down the line. It's just absolutely incredible. I mean, that, that and that's why a lot of people thought they wouldn't sign David Bakhtiari because mm-hmm. they thought that maybe Jenkins can slide out to play left tackle and you were able to save the money. And, but I'm glad they signed him. Don't get me wrong, but now I just make you have a little bit more depth on your offensive line. Let's get to the phone calls. Let's go to Issei listening to us over in Minnesota. Issei, how you doing tonight? I'm doing good. How are you guys? We're doing well. What's on your mind? Uh, yeah, I'm just I'm just happy to see Green Bay in overtime. Well, we are too at this point. If they can pull this off, it'd be a minor miracle, considering the fact that they they basically gave the ball away with three turnovers. But then again, they got a couple of them from uh, from Indianapolis as well. But I agree with you. For them to be in the ball game and tie this thing up with three turnovers and to look this bad and and not doing anything in the third quarter of this ball game, I guess you consider yourself a little bit lucky at this point. Absolutely, absolutely. With the with a little help from the rest too. 
<laughs> yeah, but you take it. But then again, uh, on the uh, on that one holding call too, they didn't get uh, a call. And on the face mask call, that it was never called yeah. on Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones that almost got his awful. head ripped off, Gary, awful. and nobody awful. called that. Awful. So the the officials gave him a couple. I appreciate the yeah. phone call. The officials gave him a couple. I I get you there. But Aaron Jones, there was – I mean, there's no doubt everybody in the whole place saw he got his head ripped off, mm-hmm. and, and they never called that play either. 855-830-8648, 855-830-8648. Jeff says, uh, guys, don't you think we should have won a game right there on third down and said Aaron always throws it away uh, from M- – uh, throws away his MVP chances when he goes downhill and tries to always force it into Devontae Adams and throws it away instead. Uh, your thoughts? I. No, if well, they the, win this ball game, he's still going to be considered an MVP. He just had a bad game. Yeah, well, the fourth and one, Bill, the smartest guy in the room play. That's what right. got me. Yep, when you're I going downfield for it. Well, fourth and one, what, what are we doing there? Run the football, fourth and right. one. I mean, and now Rodgers got to scramble out. He's trying to find um, Jamal Williams over there. Just run the football fourth and one right there. I mean, to me, that that, that, that play hurt us right there. And uh, the Packers will get the ball. Yeah. They uh, they won the toss. They will get the ball. So right. uh, now we'll see what Aaron Rodgers and company can do. See what uh, see if they can pull this thing out and win this ball game. It's been a crazy game. It has been a crazy game. And it I has. said this that if they won this game, it's a win over a team that's fi- five hundred or better. Yeah. It's a win over a team with a top notch defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, they put up 31 on them, mm-hmm. and the only time in which – and that's in three quarters because basically the third quarter they went three and out and three and out, and that was it. Right, right. So, you know, I, if you win this game, do you look at this as a really good road win? Yes, yes, no doubt. You take a win. I mean, I no, would. No matter where you get a bill, you take a win with all their flaws. I mean, they they have flaws just like everybody else. You know, the other five teams, whoever they are in the NFC – they have flaws just like those people. So yeah, oh my God, yeah, take this. You're you're still you're still what you still have the first seed in the NFC. You got to buy. You're at home, no doubt about it. You take it, and I mean, you take it and run with it, and then try to improve upon that. I, I thought for the for the first half, the defense played great. I mean, you got two turnovers. You you weren't getting any turnovers. They tackle well. They got stops, Bill. They got off the field. And then in the second half, they resorted back to the old Green Bay Packers defense that we've seen all year long. So it would be nice to see them put some consistency together um, and, and play like they played in the first half, but that's not, that probably not going to happen. So you're going to have to try to win games on the offensive side of football. And if you look at uh, Aaron Rodgers, still, once again, he's going to have gaudy numbers. But, I mean, he throws a pick in this game again. I don't think I've ever seen him go back-to-back-to-back to back to back with picks. Hasn't he thrown picks three games in a row now, I believe? Uh, the, he's got – th- sure. there was five, five, for sure. five, turn, yeah, five turnovers in the last two games this team yeah. has has had. I don't I think mean, he Rogers. threw one a couple of weeks – yeah, Rodgers. I don't think he threw one a couple of weeks ago, uh, but he threw one last week for sure. Yeah, he threw one last week for sure, yeah, because he underthrew someone coming across the middle last week. Yeah. So we, this is just unheard of by him turning the football over. Uh, and you were talking about not getting receivers and that stuff, Bill. You know where it really hurts him, though? Special teams. We don't, yeah. have, a, we don't have a kick returner. Right. Yeah, if anything, uh, you got to hoe in. Darius Shepard did hang on to the football uh, and returning it. But 
Um, yeah, that's it. And special teams, when you talk about overall rankings, I was looking at Pro Football Focus this week. When you look at what Mason Crosby has done, you put him in the mix, and the Packers rank really, really high. Right. But with some of the botched punts, some of the shanked punts that J.K. Scott has had, right. and and the return game or lack thereof, and now you've got to turn them. It's one of the worst. Uh, it's one of the worst special teams in the right. entire National Football League. Right. Just, just not. It just. I mean, I, I don't get it. I mean, there's. Yeah. A, there's a lot of things about this team that you can punch holes in it, but I think also, if you look in um, the other teams, I think they're they have situations. I mean, they have things that they like to get better to. I mean, there's no real dominant team out there right now. I don't think there is one in the AFC either. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, didn't Baltimore lose today? I mean, well, Pittsburgh looks pretty good right now. So, P- I mean, that's Pittsburgh looks team. strong, yeah. Yeah, that's one team that looks pretty good. But other than that, Bill, I, I mean, I think feel like Kansas City even have a couple holes there. Well, they've had a couple of games in which they've barely beaten bad teams. Right. You know, so, I mean, they, they you know, barely got past Houston early on. They, I think, uh, what was another one? I They got beat by the Raiders, obviously, although – uh, what do they do today? They uh, actually play tonight. That's the night game. Tonight. Right. They play the the revenge game against the Raiders. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, they uh, they have had a few games where they just barely escape. But everybody does that. I mean, Tampa right. Bay did it. Seattle did it. That's what I'm saying. So no, I do. you know, speaking of Tampa Bay, good game tomorrow night. We got good ones tonight and tomorrow night. Right. Tonight you got the right. Chiefs and the Raiders, and tomorrow night you got the Rams mm-hmm. on the road against the Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. So got good ones. Seahawks obviously getting that win on Thursday night. Yeah, good Thursday night game. Uh, yeah, over Arizona, twenty-eight, twenty-one. Uh, but uh, but yeah, you're right. Steelers get a win again today, and they beat the hell out of the Jaguars, twenty-seven-three. Yeah, yeah, not not so, like the Packers did. No, Packers just shed. escaped. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. They 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 beat them up. I and and you talk about a team that got beat up. The Lions got blanked today against a bad Carolina team. Yeah, never saw that coming. Nope, not at all. Houston gets a win today. Uh, and and Tua did not play well, and the Dolphins no. got beat twenty-thirteen. Right. So and they pulled him. Yep, they pulled him, and then you talk about that it's magic in there. Yeah, and then another, uh, another, uh, just a terrible, ugly rookie injury for the Cincinnati Bengals. It, re- it gave me flashbacks know, to John Carter. That? Joe Burrow goes down and tears the ACL, blows the knee out. Uh, Twenty to nine, the Bengals get beat. Their season just continues to go they up can't in flames. Get out of their own way right now. Nope, nope. The Bengals just if it's bad luck, they gonna get it, man. And how about Taysom Hill? You know your Whitewater project, uh, product uh, get, get, uh, getting 24 on the board for the Saints today, and they beat the Falcons 24-9. Yeah, yeah I think you threw he threw over good. 200 yards. Yeah, he looked good today. He didn't have a bad day at the office. So, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I mean, Taysom Hill today uh, was, what, 18-23, <laughs> yeah. 233 yards. Yeah. Uh, didn't have a touchdown. No. Uh, he, he, had, he ran two of them in, though. Right. He ran two. He didn't throw for any, but he ran two of them in and threw for 233 yards. So well, Lamar not a Jackson bad day. Can do it, he can do it too. Right? Exactly. <laughs> uh, let's do this. We'll step away. We'll take a quick break. Uh, the game continues on. Packers driving down, trying to uh, trying to score, and uh, we will uh, let you know what goes on coming up here in just a couple of minutes. Stay tuned. Um, by the way, the Packers have indeed given up the football. Marquez Valdez Scantling fumbling, and the Colts have it in Packers territory. There you go. Uh, let's do this. We're going to go and take a quick break. We'll be back. More of the Green and Gold Post Game Show is next. 16 stations strong. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Welcome back. This game right now is tied at 31 apiece. The Colts on a fourth and two. 
attempting to be what uh, is the equivalent of a 29-yard field goal. Packers call a timeout, trying to ice him. And we'll let you know what happens in overtime right now as Marquez Valdez-Scantling fumbled away the ball. He just got his arm caught, uh, carrying the ball out away from his body, and uh, and it, it just got knocked out. And uh, the, look, the Packers, four turnovers. Four turnovers. When you turn the ball over four times, the Packers at this point are really even lucky to be playing in overtime with turning the ball over as much as they did and the way the offense played. This was probably their worst game played and they still had a shot to win it. I don't know if it says that this is still a really good football team or it says that this team, when they came up against a good opponent, played about their worst football, and yet again we see them choke away a game. So I I don't know what side of the fence you want to fall upon. Gary Ellison (laughs) alongside, I'm Bill Michaels. As the Packers now lose 34-31, they lose to the Indianapolis Colts. So, Gary, is this a really good team who played a really bad game and choked away another opportunity, or is this – a a a bad football team who continues to beat up on bad teams, but they can't beat good teams. Uh, it's a really good football team um, that's like the top five teams in the NFC right now, and whatever that means. I mean, I mean, any given day, Bill, they can go beat the Saints, they can go beat Seattle, uh, they can go beat the Rams. Um, who else is out there? They can go beat the Cardinals. I mean, in any given day, I mean, they just can. And so I mean that that's what we're all about right now. So I I, I mean, you just got to take it with a grain of salt and keep it moving. Uh, it's a game most certainly they should have won or could have won, and it just didn't work out for them. They didn't, they didn't get it done. Too many turnovers. I mean, just you just can't win football games like that. It's just unfortunate. Walk off here, and uh, you know, hey, you know, it's just it's just a tough. Just I mean, this game was a tough game to watch. I mean, it really was. You had so much promise. Going into this game, you, you and, and you were saying, Bill, we were all saying. I think we we did something on Friday. I, I thought maybe I heard a little bit of your show too, as as far as is this a statement game for the Packers or is this some something like that, right? Does yeah. it show you what the Packers are as far as the team if they want a loss? And and it does. It shows me that they can win games like this and they could lose games like this. I mean, they they, they were in this game. They should have won it. But to me, you turnovers and but still this this Packer defense needs to be better now and I was watching teams today I I watched the Saints game Saints game that Saints defense is pretty good mm-hmm. that that Bucks defense is pretty good and and Dunlap came in the other day and got two sacks for um for Seattle I believe and now that defense is starting to look a little bit better but that there's no real dominant defenses right now um out here um on the NFC side. No. No, there's there's defenses that you can say are competitive. Right. But when it comes to the top teams, say like Seattle, say – because I think Seattle's defense is probably about the same as the Packers' defense. Yeah, but maybe statistically they're a little worse. But Right, yeah. I was going to say maybe a little worse, but mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, but when you look at Arizona's got a solid defense, New Orleans has got a solid defense, Tampa Bay certainly has a solid defense – uh, God knows L.A., the the Rams have a solid defense. Right. So in, in this contest, I mean, it's just as you look at the team, You, I said today on Twitter, it's not about whether or not this defense is good or bad. It's about whether or not mm-hmm. this defense can support a team that is expected to score between 27 and 40 points a game. Right. That's it. Right. That's what mm-hmm. this is. 855-830-8648, 855-830-8648. 
Four now, eight. Bill, we got it. We got it. Did we get a pick in this game? We got a pick, right? Who got an interception yep. for us? Who do you remember who that was? Um, who got the pick in this thing? Um, oh, Kirksey. We... Christian Kirksey over the middle. Christian Kirksey. Kirksey got the pick on the tip yeah, ball. Yeah, he got that pick he, on the tip yeah. ball. Yeah, yeah. Christian Kirksey got. But they had two or three others that were there. Right. You know, Philip Rivers. He that wanted Jair. Jair got his hands mm-hmm. on, and he. You know what? He did a good job of just knocking stuff down. He always does. But Adrian Amos had one right uh, almost in his hands. Uh, and then Darnell Savage had one as well that uh, got right off the fingertips. That, they were close. I mean, it wasn't like it was easy catches and they dropped them, but they were close. But he just they, they just didn't come down with you know didn't weren't in the, the the exact right place at the right time to come down with the football. But Kirksey was. Uh, let's do this. We'll step away. We'll take a quick break. We'll reset. Coming at the top of the hour, it's a final in overtime. The Packers fall to the Indianapolis Colts, thirty four thirty one. Got a lot more of the Green and Gold Post Game Show. It's coming up right after this. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. The Packers game is over, and now it's time to break this one down. It's the Green and Gold Post Game Show with former Packers running back Gary Ellerson and the big unit, Bill Michaels. Four. Count them, four turnovers, and the Packers had a shot to win it. Unfortunately, they didn't. In overtime, it's the Indianapolis Colts who walk away with a victory, 31-28. The Colts get the win. Get the win. Packers go to 7-3 and three on the season, and the anger is vitriol flying all over the place. Oh, my goodness. Uh, everything from fire pet now. They want to run against out of town for not doing anything to bolster the defense in the offseason to the officials who gave the game because Phillip Rivers' uh, arm was not moving forward and the ball had come loose, and technically that should have been a scoop and score and, and everything else. Uh, we'll get to it all. I'm Bill Michaels, Gary Ellerson alongside, taking your phone calls, 855-830-8648. You want to hit us up on Twitter, do it, at Bill underscore Michaels or at Gary Ellerson. And uh, holy mackerel, um, this uh, just uh, people just angry today, Gary. And and for you know what the, well, for the most well, part, right so. yeah. But but no the the anger it. at the defense, and I I'm not like condoning the defense. But when you only run six plays of offense in the third quarter, you can't get out of your own way, and your no. defense is only giving up field goals, and you're turning the ball over and still giving them a shot to win the game. I'm I can't sit here and just go the defense sucks. You got to blame it all on the defense. This was a total amount of sucktum today, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, all the way around. Yeah. I mean, you got to look at this game and, you know, I, and I'm trying not to just go off and be emotional. I, I, I just think I've seen this team um, over the last, well, 
couple decades and to understand what they're all about. I mean, they're just trying to catch lightning in a bottle. They're just trying to trying to get in the playoffs and see what happens. And, and they're going to do that. They're going to be in the playoffs, and we're going to see what happens. I mean, they're not uh, by any means a juggernaut. I mean, think about, think, think about it, Bill, when you won a Super Bowl with these guys. They weren't a juggernaut. I mean, they've never been a juggernaut. They've always been holes in this team. That's why – that's why they haven't won more Super Bowls than you think they should supposed to have won. But right. I think if you go back and look back over the last 20 years in the NFL or just in the NFC, how many how many teams have won it twice in the NFC in the last 20 years? Mm-hmm. And that's and I, I don't think there's very many teams have done that. Maybe one, maybe two. Has it was is it is it Eli? Maybe I mean that's it. Right. So. I, I, and I get it because you got a Hall of Fame quarterback, blah blah blah. But you got to be able to then build a team around the Hall of Fame quarterback, then because he's going to make all the money. So you're going to be top heavy on that. Now you look at David Bakhtiari. You had to pay him. You got to pay Devontae Allen here coming up too. Now you got to pay Aaron Jones. So you just can't go out and get all these guys who you think they could get. Now for me, I think they could do subtle moves like I mean, like the, the Dunlap move that they gave up. I think he was a sixth or seventh round draft pick. Right. I would have gave that sixth or seventh round draft pick all day long to come in and help bolster your defense. Those are so many things I was looking at to, that I think that they can do, but they value those draft picks. Let's go to the phone calls. Talk to Jesse listening to us in Jackson. Jesse, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Hey, I'm good, but I think you guys are drinking way too much sugar and too much Kool-Aid. Listen, last week they played Jacksonville, and they gave up almost 150 yards in rushing. Yeah. Their mm-hmm. defense is terrible. Yeah. Period. It's been like that for years. Yes. All right? So you draft you draft a quarterback in the first round, waste of time. You, you, draft, you draft the running back in the second round. Two years ago, they drafted Adam, uh, Artavius Adams or whatever, the kid from, I think, Clemson or whatever. Guys Was he from Auburn? Healthy. Yeah. Yeah, Auburn, Auburn yeah. wherever. Auburn, the yeah. Fact mm-hmm. is, listen, the fact is until people start realizing that they have to invest in a defensive line, listen, it, I'm, I won't even watch them anymore. They can't tackle. They blow assignments. So when you, when you say they had four turnovers, they played really bad, yeah, mm-hmm. but when a defense can't stop them and they're coming down the field and the defense is on the field eight times, for eight minutes almost, and they have twice. They had a third third and 16. They cut it to a, a fourth and two. I mean, that's just terrible. You right. guys are calling it the way it is. Their defense, their defense, their scheme is terrible. I'm not a fan of running nickel, living and dying with. I appreciate the phone call. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. But when he says when you, when you want to call it, and he says, well, they barely beat – um, you know, the Jaguars, well, who cares? Tampa Bay, you know, I mean, all these teams. Tampa Bay barely beat the Giants. What does that mean? Yeah. Yeah. You know, they barely beat – Seattle barely beat the Patriots and the Cowboys. Right. Are, are they a bad team because of that? I mean, it's not because you barely beat a bad team. It's because the good teams that you face, you can't get past, and it's the same recipe. Correct. Run the football. Yeah. The defense can't stop. I, mm-hmm. the, what you take away from this game was the defense got better in the sense they, they gave up field goals instead of touchdowns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's something. But, but yeah. you're right. But you're but right. That's all it is. And they, and they got stops. And they got some stops. And in essence, in essence, this defense played well enough to win the game. Yeah. Real talk. It, I mean, as much as I want to like rip the defense, and it's easy too. I completely yep. get it. Yeah. Four turnovers, people. Yeah. Four turnovers. 
Aaron Rodgers fumbling the football, you know, on, on, a, on a snap, on a, on a snap from Corey Lindsley? I mean, the, the pick, you know, the fumbles. Yeah, you, no, you, you can't blame it all on a defense. You people just it, this, this was a bad game, and you want to fire Mike Pettin. That's fine, For, because if you don't like the scheme, if you don't like living and dying with nickel, I get it. I'm understanding, but I'm not right. laying all this this game at the at the feet of the defense. Uh huh. I mean, Marquez Valdez Scanling doesn't fumble. Maybe they're still driving and they win this game. Correct. You know, Aaron Rodgers doesn't throw the pick. Aaron Rodgers doesn't fumble away the football. Maybe they end up scoring on both of those drives, and it, they put it out of reach early on in this mm-hmm. ballgame. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not going to lay it all on the defense. I agree with everybody. The defense sucks, but I, I, and it's not a top-notch notch defense, but I'm not laying this loss at the, at the feet of the defense. Let's go to David listening to us in New York. David, how you doing? Um, not well. Um, <laughs> defense has a problem. It's like a broken brake pad. It just slows the defense down all too often. It doesn't stop them, but it did get some stops. Right. It did get some turnovers, and when you you pointed this out, when you have an offense that's supposed to be the best in the NFL, the six plays in the third quarter, two, three, and outs, that's a lack of consistency. And that goes to something bigger than just offense and defense. It has to do with the coaching. And this proves to me that this is just going to set us up for heartbreak. We're going to get in the playoffs and we're going to beat the Seahawks or some wild card team at Lambeau. And then we're going to lose. And the further we win, the more our heart's going to be broken because God forbid, if we get to the Super Bowl, we are going to lose to the Steelers or the chiefs or the Titans. There is absolutely no way. And I don't want to get to a Super Bowl and lose it because <laughs> history has shown it. If you get to a Super Bowl and you lose it, you have a hangover. I mean, look what happened to us after we lost to Denver. If we want to try and win another championship or two with Rodgers, you know, if we get to the Super Bowl, we damn well better win it. But that's not going to happen. We're going to lose to someone in the NFC because of a lack of consistency. The defense did enough, and we got up 28-14 to 14 in the first half, right. and we scored nothing during the entire half. And and so, you know, uh, it's going to be fun to watch when we get in the playoffs. Oh, boy, but but something bad is going to happen. In the playoffs or in the Super Bowl, because this team is just not good enough, and the coaching isn't there, and the, and the personnel isn't there in too many areas for us to win a Super Bowl. So the uh, appreciate the phone call. The third quarter. Let me give you the third quarter stats here, just as it, as it is. The You're third awesome. quarter to, total first downs. The Packers zero, the Colts nine. Wow. Uh, third down efficiency. The Packers were zero for two. The Colts were three for five. Uh, the total yards for two drives by the Green Bay Packers in the third quarter was a total of 15 yards, 125 for the Colts. Total offensive plays six to 24. I mean, you know, you just go, you go through two, right. you know, a couple of punts, you know, uh, for the Packers, none for the Colts. Two penalties for the Packers, none for the Colts. Uh, no turnovers, whatever. Uh, the Colts, though, on four drives, they were one of three in the red zone held to three field goals. So, it, like I said, as much as you want to look at this and say, yeah, this this sucks and I and the defense is bad, I get it. The the defense held them to three field goals and the Packers went 0 and 3 and 0 and 3 and done and that was it. That mm-hmm. third quarter was pretty much a telltale sign as well. Yep. Uh 855-830-8648. Let's go to David listening to us in uh, New York. David, how you doing, man? What's going on? Oh, I'm sorry. Let's go to Ty listening to us in Philadelphia. Ty, how you doing? Hey, what's going on, guys? What's up, man? Ty, we've had better days. Listen, man, I'm sick about this loss, man. This is a a team loss. 
I'm going to give you all my takeaways. Gary is absolutely right, man. With this team, you get what you emphasize. And they're just waiting to catch lightning in the bottle because they got a Hall of Fame quarterback to try to win a Super Bowl. Uh, there's no way that you, they could tell us that they're trying to win Super Bowls with the decisions that they made over this past couple of years. Um, this defense is better with uh, Kevin King on the field. And I don't know if he's worth paying because we can't rely on him to be on the field. Uh, I wish people would stop complaining about number 52. If that, I wish that guy had the production to match his effort. He yeah. played a well of a game. He played mm-hmm. with effort all day today. So we can talk about what we want to talk about in these draft picks. You know, I don't know what that guy's selling will be, but he played with effort all day. He doesn't have the production to match it, and that could become a problem. Um, but like I said, going back to Gary's uh, comment a couple of minutes ago, you get what you emphasize. And with a loss like this, we cannot expect this team to even make the Super Bowl. This team won't be in the Super Bowl. Uh, the problem is the middle of the defense. The linebackers are not good enough. That's where the coverage was blown at in the middle. of. The, I like these safeties, but if I got to pick a position group to say where the problem is in the defense, Kenny Clark needs help. Needs help. But he got two other Pro Bowl caliber players and another first-round pick up front with him. This defense gets exploited in the middle of the defense. They need to rebuild this middle linebacker position. I like the safeties, but it's still not good enough. Uh, 20 and 23, they are rock star corners, man. I don't care what y'all say about Kevin Queen. He makes this defense better. Point blank and period. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. Diff- it looked different than it looked the last five weeks with him out there. Where where the big plays came was in the middle of the field, and that's because you don't have the linebackers to really run zone. I mean, for all that, you got two pretty elite quarterbacks. You got to play Madden. You have to. The the pass rush is not there like it was last year. The safeties are not playing as well. You had drop interceptions from Savage and thirty one today. You had thirty one lower coverage where they got a touchdown off of. So it's the middle of the defense that's the issue. Yes, I agree. Kenny Kenny Clark needs a little bit of help in that middle to stop the run. But it's the middle of the defense, man. Um, Like I said, I'm going to leave you all with this. This defense is a better defense with Kevin Kevin King out there. Well, sure, no doubt about it. 100% agree. He deserves more credit. He don't have the production to match the effort that he gets. No, no. And and when you tell you, appreciate the phone call, as always. And Rashawn Gary? He gave he gives effort. I mean, nobody's ever questioned. I'll tell you this, but when you talk about statistics, he didn't give you statistics in Michigan. No, you know what I mean. He was not but a sack he, machine, but he's always going to be disruptive. Yeah, I think he's starting to figure it out a little bit, Bill. I, I think he's starting to figure out who he is, and he, he and then you spend a draft, but he's going to be a bull bull rusher and an effort guy. I mean, he is almost very similar. Um to what Zadarius Smith is. Effort guy. Right. If he motor. gets a move. He, does, he doesn't have a move. He doesn't right. have a move. But right now I think he's starting to figure it out. And, and once you start doing that, you, you'll you be able to give some moves and start doing that. Just give some, some good effort. Bull rush some jokers. Get underneath them. Push him back to the quarterback. And he will be effective. He has been effective his last two or three games. I like what I'm seeing out of him right now. Packers get knocked off by the uh, Indianapolis Colts, 31-20, or excuse me, 34-31, the final. 
in this game, and uh, this is a painful one. Seven and three, the Packers go to their record. Next up on the docket is going to be a Sunday night contest against the Chicago Bears at Lambeau Field. Taking your phone calls, your tweets, your emails, getting your reactions. Stay tuned. We got more of the Green and Gold postgame show right after this. Wisconsin wide, the Bill. Painful one, painful one. The Packers get knocked off 34-31 down in Indianapolis. They get beat, and uh, this was uh, this is this is one that's inspired emotion, we'll say. Welcome back. It's the Green and Gold Postgame Show. If you want to chime in, if a line becomes available, 855-830-8648, 855-830-8648. Gary Ellison alongside. I'm Bill Michaels. And let's get right back to the phone calls. Joel listening to us on the south side of Milwaukee on our flagship station out of Milwaukee. Joel, how you doing? Not good. First of all, I don't feel bad. <laughs> I don't feel bad for MVS. He showed us who he is. He's a talented guy who will kill you, and today he killed you. Second of all, and why I'm calling is I'm embarrassed for myself. I'm 37. <laughs> I am, I fancy myself as someone who watches a lot of sports, knows what I'm seeing. I've been a Packer fan since '92, and it wasn't until this year that I realized the Packers are not trying to win a Super Bowl. They don't care about that. Their goal is to be good and sustain goodness, if you will. Uh uh Last year, they lost four games. They got to the NFC Championship game. They lost four games. In those four games, they gave up 732 rushing yards. In the NFC Championship game, they gave up 285 rushing yards. So you'd think you don't have to be the smartest person in the room to know, oh, what do we got to do? We got to address run defense. But they don't because they don't care about – being great they just want to have sustained goodness this was another example they today they gave up 140 rushing yards to who it wasn't like ezekiel elliott christian mccaffrey dalvin cook it was guys like jonathan taylor i know him because he went to wisconsin uh heinz and wilkins like i don't even know their first names but like they don't care about addressing needs they just want to have sustained goodness so I'm, i'm literally embarrassed that i just realized this now Joe, what about this, Joe? What about Aaron Rodgers from Rod DeMarkey? Aaron Rodgers is now 2-8-1 in overtime games. He's attempted only 17 passes in overtime in those games. He lost four times without touching the ball and three times on overtime turnovers, two by him, with the winning points coming off the turnover. So, okay, you gave me those. Isn't that another, you know is that another hmm moment, too? I can give you some examples. Today, MBS, what happened? He fumbled. Right. Like, had he not fumbled, who knows? I know in the Arizona Cardinal game in the playoffs, that was overtime, it was a sack fumble. Okay, so, like, there's situations that come up that, like, lead to those stats. But bottom line, Gary, you know this. They're not trying to win Super Bowls. They're just trying to be good. And Let's try to kiss light in the bottle, Joe. Yeah. I have to question my fandom. Like, what am I doing? I'm rooting for – like, I live in Wisconsin, so I'm forced into it. But seriously, like, win. Just try to win. That's it. Appreciate it. That's guy that uh, – he's got it. He's, he's, he's uh, frustrated as a fan, we'll say. And they're probably going to get a win over Chicago, a bad Chicago Bears yeah. team. Yeah. Philadelphia, they'll beat. The Detroit Lions, they'll beat. Carolina, they should beat. 
they'll probably uh, find themselves getting, uh, again, run over by Derrick Henry and company, the Tennessee Titans, and then they'll beat the Bears. So they'll end up at 13-3, and three, pound themselves on the chest, and then they'll run up against L.A. or Tampa Bay or New Orleans again or one of those teams. They'll run it right down their throats. They'll be sitting on the outside looking in, and we'll be saying the same damn thing on draft night, Gary, when you and I are together, when we thought they were trading up and getting the middle linebacker, Patrick Queen, we'll right. be saying, what in the hell are they doing and why are they drafting for three years down the road? <laughs> right, right. And that's it. Yeah. That's it. And, and if all that's the, the receivers, case, they should be the ashamed of themselves. There was 100 receivers in his draft that they could have taken. Right. They could have even traded down if they wanted to and got extra mm-hmm. picks and got a receiver out of this draft. Yep. I completely I, I agree with you. Uh, let's get back to the phone calls. Let's go to uh, Jim listening to us in Chicago. Jim, how you doing today? Uh, well, not well. Um, you know, other than that, it, it's so disheartening. And, you know, the last caller basically echoed everything that I was thinking of. And, you know, you guys are absolutely right. Uh, you think about when we were a juggernaut. 1996, I would argue, we were a juggernaut. Correct. That's when Ron Wolf was going after – you know, we had the Sean Joneses and the Keith Jacksons, and we go out and sign Andre Risen. And, uh, you know, we had a team like that, and we haven't done it since then. And, and I think that you guys are absolutely right. They look at it and go, well, we have a Hall of Fame quarterback, so that's good enough, and we hope to catch lightning in the bottle. Well, that's, you know, that, that, that's really what the frustration is, I think, for all of the Packer fans out there right now, is, uh, you know, we're sitting there. You know, we're, we're, we're trying to catch the lightning in the bottle, and it ain't happening. It doesn't work. And uh, we don't see enough moves being made. And I'd have to put this loss more so on, on Goody and, and uh, all those moves that they don't make. You know, we don't go out and try to make ourselves better. And that's really the frustrating thing. I mean, you know, 2010, I, I would say, well, we went out. We got Charles Woodson. He helped us to make that. We got Ryan Pickett, and we had a couple of players that could make the difference. They don't do that anymore. I mean, what the heck? What's what's going on with that? Well, let me ask you this. You know, let me ask you this. <clears throat> you remember when uh, we got Reggie White and all these guys came in to play with Reggie to win one for Reggie? Do you guys remember oh, yeah. that? Yep. And do, do you do you remember just just recently is everybody want to go to Tampa to to win one with for Tom Brady or win one with Tom Brady? Has anybody ever said they want to come to Green Bay and help Rodgers win one? Not that I'm aware of. The only guy that did, I think, was Zedaria Smith. Zedarius did last year. That was it. But, I mean, it's it's not like you've got free agents that are sitting out there being boisterous about it. I'm just, saying, no, I'm going to take a one-year deal. I'm just going to take a one-year deal and come to Green Bay and help Rodgers win one. Now, Zedarius Smith took a lot of money to come to Green Bay. Right, right. No, uh, they they didn't they didn't have any of those guys do. That. I mean, like Gronk came back to play with Tom Brady and won a championship there. AB, I don't know if I want AB, you know? but there's another one. Right, Fournette, Fournette. I think it was a one year deal. Wanted to go to Tampa. Right. And we're not getting those kinds of deals. And those kinds of deals, though, is what really made uh, the New England Patriots famous. These one-year deer with these veterans. Right. I, they didn't win one, but i.e. Randy Moss. Right. Darrell Revis did. Darrell Revis has another one. And they got rid of both of those guys. Right. Completely agree. Darrell Revis wanted to go there. He went there on two one-year deals. 
Yes. Because he said, I wanted a ring. And then he went back because he said, I wanted another one. And then he ended up going where he went, Tampa Bay after that. So Darrell Revis did, just, too. I just, just crossed my mind, Bill. I'm just thinking out loud right now. 855-830-8648. 855-830-8648. If you want to chime in, light the lines. If a line's available when we come back, going to start taking some more phone calls. A lot of people chiming in on the Facebook fan page, hitting us up over there on Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels. You can follow me there. Follow Gary at Gary Ellerson, at Gary Ellerson. Hang in there. It's the Green and Gold Postgame Show. Packers Hang taking on the chin, 34-31. We got more right after this. You're listening to the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. How did Green Bay's first score of the game happen? Who helped to put the points on the board? It's time for the Schulze Family Beef score of the game. Schulze Family Beef, providing high-quality pasture-raised beef for three generations from their Wisconsin family farm to your family table. Check out their selection and place your order today at SchulzeFamilyBeef.com. It wasn't the outcome people were hoping for, at least Packers fans. 34-31, the Packers take a loss, but the first score of the game brought to you by Schulze Family Beef. Courtesy of Fox, Robert Tanyan is the recipient from Aaron Rodgers. Starting to get attention as a possible head coaching candidate as Rodgers is protected. Down the middle for the touchdown. That's Tunyon. His sixth of the year. And 25 yards for the first points of the game. Tunyon with the first strike and draws first blood in this contest. And that is brought to you by our friends at Schulze Family Farms Beef. Providing high-quality pasture-raised beef for three generations from their Wisconsin family farm to your family table. Check them out on the web and place your order today at Schulze, S-C-H-O-L-Z-E, SchulzeFamilyBeef.com. That is SchulzeFamilyBeef.com. Let's get back to the phone calls. A lot of people on hold want to talk about this one. Let's go to Ralph listening to us in Connecticut. Ralph, how you doing? Hey, what's going on, Bill? What's going on, Ralph? How you doing tonight? Listen, I, li- I listen to you guys all the time. Um, what nobody's understanding is that we know the defense is a little bit obstruct, as we say. Mm-hmm. But what about in the first half when Rodgers screwed that whole, um, that whole timeout and whatnot with uh, – I don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's, That's all right, Ralph. That's, That's how bad it was. It, it, that yeah. kind of looked the, the way yeah. it was in the second half of that ball game in the third quarter. I get it. Exactly. This is exactly how that game went for me. So forgive me. So when Rodgers isn't going up. Oh, jeez. No, you can't. You can't drop that out there. Can't drop that out there. Can't do that. Ralph, uh, enjoy your night. Uh, look. Uh, there was uh, the other thing you, you had the you had the muff snap, you had the interception. The other thing that I, people were going crazy over is le- and uh, granted it worked out, but before half you're letting that clock run down, and he's trying to draw him off. I get it, but it's a third and a foot, right. and he's trying to yeah. draw him off, and and they right. let almost a minute roll off the clock, and from from the time they ended up getting back into the huddle, or getting back uh, to the line of scrimmage. 
it was 43 seconds ran off the clock when you're trying to run your two-minute hurry-up. I, I Now, granted, like I said, it worked out. They scored. But had they not scored, all of that would have come – that would have been highlighted. It would have been, what are you doing here, right, Gary? I, can't, I could not understand the life of me, him trying to be the smartest guy in the room on that and trying to get them to jump offside as he just uses up the clock. I, 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 just, I just shook my head on that one, Bill. What, um, what are you going to do? Yeah, I – it, it it's now Unbelievable. Aaron Rodgers is a cool cat. We always talk about California cool, but there is yeah, at cool times cat. there's no sense of urgency. Well, you know, no, there's he just was trying to be the smartest guy in the room. He thought he could get him to jump. Yeah, it just I, sometimes it just it, it becomes maddening. Although you know what, he he took him down and got him to score in the at the end of that first half. He took him down, got him to score at the end of the ball game. And, you know, they ended up uh, kicking the field goal, tying the ball game up. So I, I, I give them credit in that regard. But sometimes you're just like, what are you doing? You know, and, and it, something like that is eventually going to cost you. By the way, um, the question I'm going to have, and I, I, I wonder if Matt LaFleur is going to get asked this. We'll hear his press conference coming up. How many more, just going back to the defense, the coverage <laughs> breakdowns, how many more coverage breakdowns are we going to see? where people run those stacked routes and then they make you choose and two guys go to the left, nobody goes to the right. You know what I mean? How many times are yes. we, how many more times are we going to see this? It, it's just, it, there's no way you can, if you're Matt LaFleur, you can explain this stuff away anymore. It, it's, it's just, you either have really inept players or poor coaching or coaches that cannot express it to the players for what they need to do. You know what I mean? But but though it felt like Bill that they had gotten much better with that blowing coverages because they did that all the time on the capers. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me, but it just seems like in the last couple two three weeks it has reared its ugly head where now they're just blowing coverages left and right. <clears throat> I eight five five eight three zero eight six four. I don't either. I and I'm. Sitting here reading the stuff, uh, some of the stuff in regards to this, where people are just saying the exact same thing. I mean, at, at what point? Because, I mean, look, Matt LaFleur, unless he's going to fire Mike Pettin, he's not going to throw Pettin under the bus. So right. I get it. You're not going to come out and say, but it, it's as obvious as the nose on your face. It, it just it, 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 continually, you're letting the big, and it's not, it's not usually Kevin King or Jair Alexander. It's someone else, usually, where that happens. Now, on the one touchdown, that's where Jair got picked. And that was a soft pick, and I get it. But the other one, two guys going to the same side. Uh, let's go to Jason listening to us in Wauwatosa. Jason, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Hey, yep, guys. Jason's gone. Oh, go ahead. Oh. Jason, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Um, okay. So, obviously, this game, for me, is kind of a microcosm of, frankly, what's gone over the in the last decade. I mean, it was 28-14 and a half, and my son and I looked at each other and said, this game's not over. Uh, the Colts came out in a, a seven-and-a-half-minute drive, scored three points. Packers come three and out. Colts take the rest of the quarter, drive down, score a touchdown easily, and two-point conversion. So I, I would like to ask both of you guys your considered opinions because you follow them. Why are the Packers such a soft and complacent organization? And, and I'm giving Ooh. two examples what I mean by that. Our special teams have been bad for a decade, whether it's Sean Slocum, remember his great coaching, which led to the debacle in the NFC Championship game in Seattle. And then 
Ron Zook had to be about the worst ever. Now we've got we've had a punt block this year, punt return, and I hate to personalize it because I'm sure he's a fine young man. How is Darius Shepard on this roster two years in a row getting meaningful playing time? He, because I mean, they don't, they never draft anybody. They didn't find anybody but, to replace them. Well, and Gary, going back to your point before the break about why players don't come here, this, I remember um, Darrell Rivas saying he was shocked Green Bay never called him. And that's, that was what we did under Ted, and obviously Goody has done a little bit more, but we like our guys. We're complacent. We're, we're just happy to be out there. But everyone says, catch lightning in a bottle. you got Aaron Rodgers, and we like our guys. But everyone knows. I mean, you, you guys are bright, and I know we got to keep shows going. We all know this defensive team can't win. I mean, Bill, they're not maybe to be blamed today, but that was a mediocre at best Indianapolis offense and a very good Indianapolis defense. And we scored 31 points on the road and lost. Mm-hmm. It's just like all the playoff games we've seen for a decade. But I'm really curious as to why you guys, you're, you're there. Is it because we're community-owned? Well, 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 there are a couple of things. First of all, when you say they, they scored 31 and they lost, yeah, but they also turned the ball over four times. Yeah. I mean, and they didn't do anything for an entire third quarter offensively. So, yes, I, I agree with you about the defense. But I've said it before and I'll say it again. This is not a snot, snot locker punch you in the face defense. That's not no. what they built. They built a defense that is there to support a team that scores 27 to 40 points and can outscore opponents, and they'll do just enough defensively to maybe win you a ball game against mediocre or subpar teams, against really good teams or really good offenses. It, it, if it comes down to a shootout, they're not going to win those games. They just don't. So, And I agree with you. And the reason Darius Shepard was in was because Tyler or, uh, Irvin was not in the game. He was, he was injured, and he didn't play today because of the, because of the mm-hmm. ribs. So that's the reason Shepard got the call. Because of depth, and going back to what Gary said, because they draft their guys, and that's their guys, and they don't make mistakes. They, they never them. make a mistake, and they never get rid of their mistakes. They don't cut them off before their time. They're like bad, crappy wine. You're going to sit it on the shelf. You're going to watch it. And you're going to continually hope that it gets better, and it doesn't. And when it all comes to comes to spoil, it still sucks. And they don't do a damn thing about it because they're either ignorant, obstinate, or stupid. One of the three. That's the reason. Is that about summing up, Gary? Yeah, I don't. I, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> ignorant. What's the other word you use? That big ignorant, word. Obstinate. Ignorant, obstinate, or stupid. Stupid. Yeah, I'm not going that far, but they most certainly believe in the guys that they go out and draft and bring in here, and they and then they biggest thing is draft and develop, and then they work on their coaches to develop more players and develop players, and they and they stick to that. I mean, listen, Bill, they, they could have had receivers in this draft. I mean, we went back and look over this draft. I mean, you're right. Guys that they drafted, Jordan Love, not going to play for another three, four years. Uh, you already had a big-time running back in Aaron Jones. You go draft another one. Uh, Josiah DeGura, he, of course, he ACL. But, I mean, mm-hmm. to me, that was a luxury pick. You didn't really need that pick at tight end. I mean, you got, like, five of them. I mean, why would you go? So, it just didn't make sense. This draft, for me, most certainly did not make any sense at all. Just did it. Right. I mean, you had holes. You knew you had holes at wide receiver and defensive line and linebacker, maybe cornerback, for sure. You knew that you did. Mm -hmm. And you go get a tight end and a running back and a quarterback. And you didn't even get really a tight end. You got an H-back. Yes. DeGuara is more of a – 
He can just guy. do a lot of well, different he's a things. Move a move guy. guy. Yeah. Yep. No doubt. 855-830-8648. We'll step away. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Hang in there. Those that are on hold, we got Mike out in Pewaukee. Ray is on the north side. If you want to chime in, 855-830-8648. Again, 855-830-8648. Packers take it on the chin. 34-31. They get knocked off. We got more of the Green and Gold postgame show next. Border to Border, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Sometimes you got a stick. And sometimes you got a hit. Let's find out the hit of the game. Brought to you by the Boilermakers Local 107. Building and rebuilding America for over 225 years. Check out their apprenticeship opportunities at Boilermakers107.com. Packers take it on the chin to the Indianapolis Colts, 34-31. And the final time now for the hit of the game, brought to you by the Boilermakers, local 107. Here it is. Extra men on the rush. Pass is caught for the first down. Mo Alley Cox ball is out. And Alley Cox may have just given it right back to Green Bay, and he has. He made the catch in traffic, fought for the first down, but then... It was punched out by Raven Green. What a play by the backup safety, Raven Green. One turnover each side. Green Bay back with it. There you go. Punching out the ball, Raven Green, the hit of the game. And that's brought to you by our friends at the Boilermakers Local 107. Brought to you by... Them uh, building and rebuilding America over 225 years. you got to check out their apprenticeship opportunities if you're looking for a, a career at Boilermakers107.com. That's Boilermakers107.com. Uh, this one is from uh, Jeff and said, and I had said, you know, don't forget the Packers offense only ran six plays. And he says, well, maybe they would have had nine plays or more if the defense could actually make them punt more than once per game. Pet and soft D needs to go. Well, no, you have an opportunity. Once you have the ball, you run as many plays as you want if you continually get first downs and you actually run a decent offense. <laughs> when you go three and out, that takes away your own opportunities to run more plays. I agree with you. Again, I'm not absolving the defense. But I'm not going to gloss over the fact that the offense did not get its job done when you turn the ball over four times. Now, granted, it was Aaron Rodgers turned it over a couple of times and then MVS on that pass. Uh, and then you've got the, the special teams turnover as well from Darius Shepard. So it was three times on the offense, but the offense turned the ball over three times. You just you're not going to win a lot of games with a couple of turnovers, much less four of them. And that had nothing to do with the defense. And people just want to seem to forget about that. And yeah. turnovers, we we always talk about it, Gary. The three big things in a ball game they're going to cost you. You always look at time of possession. You always look at third down percentage. You always look at turnovers. Right. You know, and if you turn the ball over more than a couple of times, chances your chances of winning a ball game go down dramatically. Goes down. So you turn it over four times, you sh- you have no business winning a ball game. It's as simple as that. Eight five five eight three zero eight six four. Let's go to Mike listening to us in Pewaukee. Mike, how you doing? I'm not doing too good. I I gotta say I am thoroughly disgusted with all Wisconsin sports, whether it's at the collegiate or professional level. Nobody can seem to win a championship since the Packers in 2010. I mean, and for the Packers, <laughs> I think I think that it goes. I think that it's uh, the formula is easy to figure out from my perspective. Now, I'm not saying I have the answers, but I think I have 
the reason why the Packers haven't been very good lately. When you look uh, almost 30 years ago now, when the Packers won back in 96, what did they do? They finally got a general manager, uh, excuse me, a president who hired a general manager who hired a coach. And they all let, you know, from the top down, they let guys do their jobs. And I, this is speculation on my part, but I don't believe that's happening now. I think that Mark Murphy is a puppeteer for the guy under him, Gutekunst. And I think that might be a little bit going on with LaFleur because he's a young guy. And Gutekunst is a young guy. You know, people want to give, you know, uh, Ron Wolf all the credit. He deserves a heck of a lot of the credit for what the Packers did. But I think Bob Harlan is the guy who said, I am going to do what I do. I'm going to oversee the entire team. I'm going to hire the general manager who I think is best. And then I'm going to let him do his job. I'm going to let him get who he wants. I'm not going to tell him to. He has to report to me for every little uh, move that we make. And then Ron Wolf, in turn, let Mike Holmgren coach his players. And I really believe this. I can't prove it. But I think that I'm on to something. Because I just don't think that's happening here. I think Mark Murphy has got his hands in everything. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I see, you know, if Gutekunst isn't making deals because he doesn't feel like it, well, like I said, then I'm wrong. But well, let me not, ask you this. So hold on. So did, okay. so do you think do you think that Mark Murphy drafted Jordan Love? No, I'm not saying that. But I but I am saying that when it comes to free agency, I okay, think Gutekunst has his, his hands are tied because they are only going to spend so much. And I I'm not going to sit here and say that Jordan Love pick was a bad thing. No, uh, I'm just I mean, asking you. Eventually, you've got to you've got to hire you've got to get a quarterback that's going to succeed uh, Aaron Rodgers. But that that's not the point I'm trying to make here. I believe Aaron Rodgers should be the guy uh, until his contract is up. He's the best. He's the best option. I'm just saying that I don't think that they are that the the organization is being run well like it was in '96. They were number one defensively and offensively. They haven't even been close to that mark since 96. Not even close. In, since 2010, even in 2010, they, they were a top 10 defense. They weren't number one. They weren't even close to number one. And, that's, and you know, I know you guys have been talking about the defense too tonight. The defense is why we lost this game. It's not because, yeah, the receivers dropping balls in MBS. I said it three weeks ago. This guy should be off the team. After what he did today again, he's just he's this is who he is. This is who he is. And appreciate appreciate the phone call. We got to run we're at the top of the hour here. We'll we'll get into all of this. because uh, some of the stuff I think a little off the off the mark, but I, I get it. I, I get where the where the passion's coming from. Uh, let's do this, we'll stop, we'll take a quick break, we'll come back. Uh, the Packers take it on the chin. They get beat by Indianapolis and they really shot themselves in the foot. We got more of your reaction coming up next on the Green and Gold Postgame Show. Sixteen stations strong. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. The Packers game is over, and now it's time to break this one down. It's the Green and Gold Postgame Show with former Packers running back Gary Ellerson and the big unit, Bill Michaels. 
They had turned the ball over four times and uh, lost the ball game. You would figure they were still in it up until the very uh, the very end. But nevertheless, the Green Bay Packers succumb to their own ineptitude at the hands of the Indianapolis Colts. They go to seven and three on the season, thirty four thirty one. The final. I'm Bill Michaels. Welcome back to the Green and Gold Post Game Show. Gary Ellerson alongside. If you want to chime in, feel free to go ahead and do it. We've got a lot of people on hold as well. If you want to chime in, it's 855-830-8648-855-830-8648. Let's get right back to it. Uh, Jay listening to us in Atlanta. Jay, welcome to the program and the Green and Gold Post Game Show. Hey, guys. Great show. I, I just have uh, – the tough thing for me is how do you blame the defense? They turned them over twice. You got 14 points off of that. Special teams was a disaster. Fumble on the tip-off. The punting was awful. I mean, I don't think they set them deep in their territory inside the 20 once. And then the offense in the third quarter, you know, six plays. How did you blame the defense when those two, you know, part of the football is awful? I just... I, I don't buy it. I'd like to hear you guys' uh, response off the air. Kind of goes back, Gary, to what I was asking before. Is this a good team that played really bad? Or is this a they-are-who-we-thought-they-were team who played poorly against, again, better competition, you know? Yeah, they are who we thought they were or are, yeah. Bill, and that we know what the flaws are. He's right about the defense, though. I mean, you get two turnovers. I don't know what more you can ask from that defense because it's not, it's not a, a good defense. Right. It's not a bad defense. I, I believe if you go look at the numbers, maybe Seattle may be at the bottom, um, but they still gave you two turnovers. The, the problem with the Packers, they hurt him. I think, is the third quarter. Six plays. I mean, they maybe had a couple more than that, but, I mean, their first two drives is three and out, Bill. Right. You just, I mean, this offense, we know the strong suit of this team is the offense, and they just cannot go three and out like that. I mean, you right. you had the lead. You had the advantage. And you just couldn't get anything done in the third quarter. That's almost unheard of. 855-830-8648. Yeah, they, uh, they ran six plays, two three and outs, and got a total of 15 yards. Is that what it was? So, okay. That was it. Total awful. in the third quarter. In yes, the third quarter. Awful. Total of 15 yards. So, yeah, you can say the defense, they gave up three long drives. They gave up one touchdown, three field goals. But they, they, they gave up three field goals. When everybody, I mean, had they given up touchdowns in any one of those, this thing would, would have been over a long time ago. But at least they gave up the field goals, which is what you kind of expect this defense to do. But you expect the offense to be able to move the football. Exactly. And, it, it's 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 interesting because I got a I got an email here, and uh, it was um, it, it was from a guy named Brian. It says not going to call in, but here's my take. It was a solid team loss. However, you do take this as a positive. You have roughly the sixth best offense in the league, playing the top defense in the league. If anybody expected this to be an easy winner, get a, a win out of it, they're a joke. It was saddened by the pack not jumping on the Dunlap deal, but I'm still confident in the team this year. What they absolutely does need to be worked on is the penalties. Too many penalties that happen to set up the Colts' continual drives. Overall, the loss really hurts, but not a season-ending loss. The defense played about what the, the way we would see the defense playing, but the offense didn't live up to expectations. I mean, think about it this way. If the offense puts points on the board in the drive in which Aaron Rodgers fumbled the football, the pick, the Marquez Valdez-Scantling drop, uh, or any one of those two 
awful drives in the third quarter. That's five drives that they didn't do anything. Yeah. And they, mm-hmm. they shot themselves in the foot. And, and you, you want to turn around and blame the defense. Again, I'm not absolving the defense. But when you look at this, they put up 31, and they mm-hmm. had five drives that they gave away. That, mm-hmm. That's kind of, if you want to take a moral victory out of this, kind of okay in the sense that you did do it against the, the league's top defense. But still, I mean, you know, just it was an overall loss, and I, I agree with him. I agree with him. Um, let's go to Ray on the north side. Ray, welcome to the program and uh, the Green and Gold Postgame Show. Yeah, you guys pretty much touched on it before, but I have two points. Yeah, like Rogers going down the field, not spiking the ball, going for the win, kind of upset me because, man, you, you're the best quarterback in the league. You should want to go for that win right there. And the second thing, that insult to injury, that last pass he threw to Devontae Allen, which was incomplete, on the replay, they showed Tunyon in the end zone waving Wide his hand. Open. Wide open. Wide yeah. open, just sitting yes. there. Yep. Wide open. I'm like, come on, man. We know Devontae is good. We got that. But you got to look him off sometimes and look for the open guy. Yeah, well, that's he, my was, take on it. he was going. This, this, he was going. This loss is more to me on Rodgers, if you ask me, because he's the, he's the guy. And for him to not make decisions like that down the stretch where he's supposed to be the man with ice in the veins, it, it's kind of troubling to me. And it's been happening quite a bit now lately. That's my take on the game, fellas. Ray, appreciate it, man. No, Ray on the north wide. side. Did you see that, Bill? He was wide open. Wide open in the end zone. Yep. Yep. He was going to throw what he was going to throw at. He was going to Devontae from the time Devontae left the line of scrimmage. <laughs> no, from the time he left the huddle. Right. Well, that too. Yeah, you're from right. From the time he walked on the field. Keep going. Yep. By the way, time now for the uh, the injury report uh, brought to you by our friends at Tayback Law. Veterans, if you need or if you feel you've been wrong, wrongfully denied any benefits, contact Tayback for the payback at TaybackAttorneys.com. The only one of any seriousness today was Corey Lindsley, who ended up uh, with back issues in, in this ball game, and he ended up leaving the game and did not return. And that caused them again to shuffle the offensive line, and Elkin Jenkins played extremely well. But uh, that was really the only injury of any significance for the Green Bay Packers. And, again, that's brought to you by our friends at Tayback Law, sponsored by Tayback Law. Veterans, if you feel you've been wrongfully denied your benefits, contact Tayback for the payback at Tayback, T-A-B-A-K, TaybackAttorneys.com. That is TaybackAttorneys.com. Let's do this. Let's get back to uh, the phone calls. Let's go to Andre in Milwaukee. Andre, what's going on? Hey, Gary and Bill. How are you? What's up, Dre? What's going on, buddy? All right, man. You know who this is, right? Yeah. Why are you up so late, man? You're retired. <laughs> hey, I may be retired, but I'm. You know what? I, I I try to listen to you guys every Sunday. You guys still have an awesome show. Uh, I'm sure the ratings are just out of this world. So keep up the good work. But I just got a couple of things. I normally don't Uh-oh. call. I just I just listen. But here here's, here's here's what I got to say. It the the Indianapolis coach is a pretty good team. Okay, they're first in their division. It, we were it was it, we were going to struggle with that team anyway because it's two first place teams going at each other. Right now, Bill said it perfectly. You had four turnovers. Now, just think about it. You, if they did not have the four turnovers, they'd probably win this game because they would have had four opportunities to score or get a field goal of some sort. So I, I I'm not that dis disappointed about where they are in terms of being seven and three. I think it's a game they could have and should have won if they had not had the four turnovers. 
But there is one area that I would like your both of you guys' opinion about. Number one is this third and one and four, fourth and one. What what's wrong with the big back we just drafted? I, I thought that's what we got him for is to get in that hole and just push some guys back. Is he not playing? Is he hurt? That's number one. And number two is what in the world is going on with the special teams? Where's Tyler Irving? I mean, you know, I agree with the earlier caller. Shepard, he should not be back there. Man, he fumbles. He scares me every time he's back there because there's always something that's going to happen with him. And he, and he, he makes bad decisions. He took the one where – it was going in the end zone, and he caught it, and he got tackled on the 10. So I think special teams – and then another thing, what, what's up with the punter, man, with these 30-yard <laughs> punts, man? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I thought we drafted him to be this, this big-leg guy. So I'm going to let you guys go, but it's a great show. I'm glad you guys are still rocking, man, and I'm still listening. Talk to you later. Appreciate it. Uh, Tyler Irvin, injured. He's got uh, busted up ribs, so he was not even active for today's game. So that explains Tyler Irvin. J.K. Scott uh, found himself on the injury report this week with back spasms, so he's been having trouble. And I'm not saying that's what caused him to shank yet another punt, but I'm just saying that, that that's something that you know they, they knew about coming into the contest. But A.J. Dillon, Gary, is interesting because I listened to what Matt LaFleur said, and he said it a couple, of, a couple of different times in which he talked about him running behind his pads and trust and consistency. It sounds to me like they just don't believe – like he's going to get excited, get in a game, and he's going to run upright and get stuffed. He doesn't, do, he doesn't do the things they want him to do consistently enough to trust him just yet. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what's going on there. You spend a high draft pick on that guy, put him in the game, let him play. And you're right, right fourth and one, give him the ball. You, you just you don't draft a guy that high and sit him on obvious situations. You just don't. That, that's just me. You just don't. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe they don't trust him. Um, but, I mean, I thought he was a very smart player coming out of Boston College. That's what I heard. Can catch on to the offense. In the NFL, the easiest position to play is probably at run, is running back. Just handing the ball, there's a hole, go find it, go do it, make it happen. It's the easiest position to play. And so I, I, I don't get it either, and I'm, I'm with Andre on that. I mean, you, you've got a guy, 250 pounds, tree trunks for legs, give him the football, figure out how to get him in there. I mean, I, I just – you're right when you say it's two teams, but – I thought the Packers were 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 the better team. Right. They just cannot put it together and win the game. Now, Bill, we don't have to blame the win in this one because there was no win. W i n d win. Correct. Correct. There was no wind, and there was no win. Either of <laughs> yeah, them. I'll give you. I'll give you that yeah, on both yeah. of them. Right, we're dropping some spelling knowledge on people tonight. Right, How are we brother. looking? Let's do this. Uh, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. When we come back, uh, we're not only going to continue to take phone calls, but also we're going to hear from Aaron Rodgers, who just finished uh, speaking with the media. 34-31, the Packers take it on the chin. we got more of the Green and Gold postgame show next. Everywhere in Wisconsin, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Let's hear from the QB of today's game. Let's hear what number 12 has to say after this one. Brought to you by Robert Hack Diamonds, where they always pay green for your gold. RobertHackDiamonds.com 34-31, the final. The Packers get knocked off. It's the Green and Gold Postgame Show. I'm Bill Michaels, Gary Ellerson alongside as well. 
And uh, it just uh, it was bad on so many different levels. The turnovers, the problems in special teams continue. The defense just can't seem to uh, can't seem to uh, come up with the the big stops consistently. Uh, I mean, they they bend, but they they don't break, so to speak. But uh, they they bend quite often, I guess is the best way to put it. Uh, an all round team loss from Lucas Oil Field in Indianapolis. Welcome back to the program. Let's do this. Aaron Rodgers, we just kind of alluded to it. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, we're going to get to the phone calls and get back to it. Aaron Rodgers addressed the media after the game. Let's take a listen to what he had to say. There you go, Aaron Rodgers saying what we said. Look, they didn't do anything for the defense in the third quarter. Third quarter, the defense was on the field the whole time. When they did get the ball back, the offense didn't do anything with it. So he's completely right. Let's go to Mike listening to us in Milwaukee. Mike, how are you doing today? What's going on? I've had better nights, gentlemen, but uh, we'll, we'll move forward. Uh, a couple things real quick that I wanted to touch on. Uh, number one, Aaron, you know, I, I think a couple callers before me have brought it up at the end of the game where he let 20 seconds tick off or so. I understand why he was doing it, but I, I, I feel at that point you still have to trust your defense at the end and maximize as many opportunities as he could to get in the end zone. But the, the real call that I wanted to bring up was – I'm just so disappointed in the drop-off from Sidarius and uh, Preston Smith, quite honestly. And just looking at their play, how they just every time they, – they don't play half the man anymore, it feels like. And it feels like we can't protect the edge at all. It feels like every time they just get in trouble, it's a bull rush into a spin move. And we don't have guys running the hoops. Uh, playing half the man, it's just, it just bothers me to my core. And Gary – I, was, I, I want to get your opinion on this. Because of that, we really don't have an alley player to come and fill those the edge anymore. And then I was thinking, well, was Blake Martinez that guy? Was he the only sure tackler we've had in the past 15 years? And then I kind of spun it off. And I'm not going to blame Gutekunst or anything like that. I think that the draft we had this year serves this team you know, well a couple years down the road, and that's unfortunately how it is. And you can't have it both ways because we did bring in the Smith brothers. So... My biggest thing is I don't think that this organization as a whole has really valued inside linebacker for a long time uh, since 2010. Otherwise, we would have made that Marshawn Lynch trade uh, for A.J. Hawk. But, Gary, I just want your opinion on what's, what's happening with those guys. How come we can't protect the edge? And where are those alley defenders to figure this out? I'll hang up and listen. Well, I think the, the problem that you get with that is Time and time again, these guys are crossing down inside over the shoulder, uh, over the inside shoulder of the tackle or over the inside shoulder of the tight end. And I don't know what they're teaching because if you're if that outside linebacker is crashing down inside, you've got to have a player then filling on the outside. You just have to or unless Mm -hmm. these guys are doing it by themselves. And I don't I don't know what their call is. But time and time again, and I'm saying to myself, this should be just be fundamental. And fundamental is, Bill, is that your outside arm is free. So, you know, if you're on the left side, your left arm is always free and you're you're punching with your right shoulder and you're you're squeezing down inside with your right shoulder and your left outside arm is free. They're not doing any of that. They turn their whole shoulder, the left arm, and they're going down inside, which tells me that that should be somebody feeling on the outside, but that's not happening. So I don't know if that's what's supposed to be happening or not. And is that way on either side? Preston Smith is doing it too. Now I've seen a couple times when Preston Smith is just absolutely just get jacked up and they're running like six, seven, eight yards and he's just getting blocked. There's nothing he can do about it. Uh, but if they're coming on the inside of Preston Smith, you should have that linebacker 
inside linebacker filling that hole. But what's happening down in there is that those jokers are getting they're getting that double team and they're working that combination block and they're moving the tackle all the way up to the backer and flowing off to the inside backer. They're just getting blocked up front. Now, technique-wise, they're doing some things wrong outside, feels like to me. But if you're just talking about guard, tackle, center, they're getting a lot of push up front, and those guards and tackles are peeling off and getting working their ways up to, to the linebacker. They need to get better at defensive line. They just don't have a stout guy at the defensive line spot to help them out. Kenny Clark is getting double-teamed almost every play, so he's mm-hmm. not getting any help. So, I mean, these other guys are getting one-on-ones, and they're not winning. And they're bringing Zedarius in the middle often when they bring in Rashawn Gary. And something. then that Trey Burton touchdown pass, Preston was in coverage. He was covering Burton. He right. wasn't even rushing the passer. No, so no. you can talk statistically about what they are and aren't doing, and I get it, but it's, they're just being used in a different way, and it's just it's, it's obvious it's not working. Let's do this. Mike Clemens is going to join us as well. We've got a lot of people on hold. We're going to hear from Matt LaFleur. Got the MVP of the game coming up as well. We've got uh, Mike coming up next, but let's do this. We'll step away. 34-31, the Packers taking on the chin. More of the Green and Gold postgame show is next. Wisconsin-wide, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. From the line of scrimmage to the end zone, what was the drive of the game? It's time for the Chevy Drive of the Game. Find what's next. Check out the new 2020 Chevy Silverado at your local Chevy dealer or WisconsinDrivesChevy.com. Welcome back. Packers lose to the Colts 34-31 in overtime, but the drive of the game was the drive that got it to overtime, culminating in this. Scantling falls out. And the Colts have it. The rookie Julian Blackman knocked it out. And it's recovered by DeForest Buckner. There you go. It was a tie ball game. The Packers got the ball back. And then the drive of the game, it was the fumble. And that's the thing that turned it all around for the Green Bay Packers and for the Colts. And joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline, our good buddy Mike Clemens. Michael, uh, it just a, a heartbreaking loss, but an ugly loss nonetheless. Yeah, I'm Bill and Gary, I did that long segment on your show, Bill, on Friday about, you know, what's the one thing you're really looking for in this game? And and the answer was, could you get Marquez Valdez-Scaling to, to emerge as a true number two? With some of the progress he's made in the last couple of games, what they're talking about, what's happening during the weeks, he comes up with that 50-yarder to set up the Mason Crosby field goal to tie it. Then he has the fumble. Matt LaFleur talked about he thought that these guys showed the energy that they've been lacking the last couple of weeks at the start of today's game against the Colts. Our game, I was really proud of our guys' effort. I thought the effort, the energy was as good as we've had all year long. I thought it, uh, you know, it started in practice. I thought the guys were locked in. They were into it. They came ready to play, but when you're playing a good football team or any team for that matter, and you lose the turnover battle four to two, it's tough to tough to um, it's tough to come out on top. And you got to give them credit. We knew what we were facing. We knew we were facing a really good football team that had, did as good a job as anybody that we've seen in terms of of punching the ball out. And again, um, when you lose the turnover battle like that, it's gonna it's usually gonna end up in the defeat. So as the game was going on, to me, 
you know, Zadarius Smith being moved around, as you guys talked about, often on the left-hand side up against their backup right tackle and kind of whiffing on some things. But when, when it got to the clutch, Zadarius comes with that hit on Phillip Rivers. The ball goes up in the air. Was it a fumble? Was it an incomplete pass? Christian Kirksey picks it up and could have taken it for a touchdown. And Chris, so Christian Kirksey talked to us after the game. Um, you know, I thought Zadarius um, made a good play. Um, you know, it, it was it was a close call. Um, obviously, um, you know, he had good pressure, and you know, it just came down to uh, Philip Arm moving a little forward. Uh, so we wish we can, you know, obviously have a different outcome of that. Um, just third quarter, we just got to settle down and um, you know play our game. And um, you know, I love this defense. Um, you know, I go to battle anytime with these guys. Um, and you know, we still got everything in front of us. So uh, right now, we got to look at the film, uh, learn from what we're doing, and uh, just build. We've heard from Aaron Rodgers on this show. He talked about how bad he feels for MVS with the fumble. Um, and so we'll move forward because no other Packers came forward. Zadarius Smith, Preston, none of these other guys talked after this loss. So we went to the Colts locker room and talked to Julian Blackman, their rookie safety out of Utah, third-round pick, about the forced fumble he got on Marquez Valdez scantling in overtime. Yeah, so I honestly had a feeling they were going to come back to that screen. They've been running it uh, quite a few times during the game. So, uh, you know, I came down and I had to get down in the box and split two guys trying to block me. And I honestly aimed at his his arm because he was kind of swinging it. But um, I was getting blocked from behind, so it was kind of hard for me to finish the tackle. So I just swiped at it and happened to hit his arm. They're high on this kid. They think he could be the defensive rookie of the year. And we talked to the Colts inside linebacker Darius Leonard. You know, there was that dust-up this past week where he had seen Aaron Rodgers going to the 49ers game say that Fred Warner is the best inside linebacker in the NFL. And then during the game on TV, you saw Darius talking to Aaron Rodgers. We asked him what was that chat like. Um, yeah, we um, we actually talked in the first quarter. You know, um, I think it was, the, it was the first early time out uh, we was talking, and he came up to me. And he was like, you know, I didn't mean no, re uh, no disrespect about, you know, what I said. And then, <clears throat> and then I was like, I mean, I didn't take it as a uh, disrespect, you know. I took it as a challenge to earn your respect. You know, if someone doesn't think that, you know, that you're the best, you want to go out and earn your respect. And I told him that, you know, that that's my biggest thing. You know, I won't, I always look for something to motivate me. And he was like, um, he was like, you know, I respect your game. You know, I respect um, what you do. And you know, he said, they made a joke, like, I don't want you to be sensitive. I'm like, no, nah, man, I ain't sensitive. I just, you know, I look for things like that. And then after the game, you know, he just said, hey, I respect your game. And that's 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 my ultimate goal, you know, to win the ball game and earn the respect of your opponent. And if you don't play the game to earn respect, then I don't understand why you're playing it. And, you know, it was a great matchup the whole time. You know, um, they had a great offensive game plan. Um, I think defensively, you know, the first half, we, we started off a little uh, slow. But the second half, we settled in. And we found a way to get the job done late in the game. The Badgers, Jonathan Taylor, went 20 picks ahead of A.J. Dillon in the draft to the Colts. He had 22 carries for 90 yards today, averaged over four yards a carry. There was that one play where he got 14 yards right up the middle just before the end of the third quarter where it was uh, Kiki that missed him and four more guys just got arms on him. Just, and everybody was so frustrated at that point. Jonathan Taylor, the former Badger, says that some of the zone blocking plays he's now getting used to with the Colts that are helping him out. Those, those are definitely good plays. And a lot of times on those zone schemes, you really just let the guys up front work. You let the defense dictate, you know, their move. And then you really just read off of that. 
Uh, and I think, you know, that's one of the plays where you have to really have patience. And sometimes it's hard, you know, especially when, you know, you might be third and two, third and three, but you still need to have patience and let those blocks work. And, you know, just today I was able to kind of mm -hmm. slow things down and make sure that those guys up front, um, it, it was exciting. I'm, I've only played in one overtime game in, in college and it went to triple overtime. Uh, so yeah, I could just only imagine, you know, once that clock hit struck zero that uh, I knew this was going to be a good one because um, it's like I said before, it's the NFL. So it's going to go down to the wire. I was just ready to lock in and zone in every single detail. Every single thing is so critical when it's not overtime. So going into an overtime game in the NFL, you have to just be dialed in so much more. I don't even know how you can be dialed in so much more. That's how much you got to be dialed in. And Colts quarterback Philip Rivers had 288 yards, three touchdowns, the one pick, and he said it was a big toe that he heard, not an ankle, a big toe that was bothering him in the game. But he talked about how his Colts hung in there in overtime against Aaron Rodgers and company. You got to quickly reset because you feel like, oh, we let the game get away. But wait a minute, it's 31 all. You know, it's 31 all, and we're kicking off, and we got an overtime period. So. Uh, our defense did a heck of a job of that. They, you know, they threw a little bubble screen, then went right back and threw another one, and we forced a turnover, and we ran it three times, and our field goal pro was great. And it was like, let's go. What are we gonna do? We gotta, we gotta start the second, start the second half with a touchdown. We didn't, but we got three. Defense goes three and out. We score. We get the two point conversion. All of a sudden, you look up and it's twenty eight twenty five, and it's still a third quarter. So it's a resilient group. And again, this is one game. I, I, I have to say that every week. It's one game. And we'll start again. Titans obviously got a huge win on the road in Baltimore. We're almost right back where we were, uh, just flipped, where we're a game up, have the head-to-head, -head, and right back where we were two weeks ago. Just like we said, it's a week-to-week -week league. So Bill and Gary, Jim Irsay is the owner of the Colts. And this is the guy who let uh, Peyton Manning go, who went out to the Broncos and got a, another Super Bowl ring and drafted Andrew Luck. He was so excited that these Colts beat Aaron Rodgers and these Packers in a primetime game. He got in front of the microphones today uh, after this big overtime win for Indy. Well, it, it was it's special to see Philip and Aaron battle each other. Uh, you treasure those matchups uh, as the two quarterbacks, and I think uh, you have to give Jacoby a lot of credit. He's become a spark the last two weeks, and it's a credit to his commitment to team um, and 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 the guys love him, and we love him. Uh, and Philip, what can you say? Great leadership. Um, I, again, a great legend in Aaron. Well, what about a guy who just passed Dan Marino? Um, that's pretty good. <laughs> yes, Billy was in the bag. Yep. Well, it did sound like he was getting pulled over. Mike, always good to talk to you. <laughs> Glad to hear from you, pal. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, boys. Thanks, buddy. There you go. Mike Clemens bringing it to us. Yeah, Ursa did not sound... He sounded like been hanging out with Tony Larusa, is what he sounded like. He I shouldn't make does. fun, but yeah. he did not uh, did not sound uh, did not sound great. But you know what? Hey, who am I to judge? I'm going to go ahead. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. Come back. The Green and Gold Post Game Show comes up more right after this. You're listening to the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Somebody stood out today. That player is the Van Horn MVP of the game. Let's see who Bill and Gary choose from today's game. Brought to you by Van Horn Automotive Group. Locations throughout Wisconsin and Iowa. Family born and employee owned. On the web at vanhornauto.com. Welcome back. Packers get beat 34-31. 
And time now to take a look at uh, the Van Horn MVP of the game. And, man, uh, it's 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 kind of tough. I mean, Aaron Jones, 10 carries, 41 yards. Jamal Williams, 5 carries, 12 yards. They didn't run the ball great today. Devontae Adams, 7 catches and 100 yards and a touchdown. You could certainly look in that direction. Tanyan was 5 for 5 on catches for 44 yards and a touchdown. Marquez Valdez-Scanley put, put them in position to tie the ball game, but then ultimately coughed it up. I, I Gary, I, I'll tell you what, it's it's tough to look at anybody individually and say they had the MVP type of game. But, um, you know, Kirksey comes back, and he's got 11 tackles in this one. He had an interception. He had a pass defended. He had a couple of pressures. Uh, maybe going that direction. Anybody stand out to you today? You know, uh I was going to say MVS up until the fumble, right? I mean, right. He probably had a career day for him. Um, uh, other than that, I mean, it, it was just it was just spotty play through throughout the day from a lot of different people, Bill, and it, and it was it it was a complete team loss here. I mean, I I, I don't know. I mean, I'll go with you wherever which which way you want to go, boss. Well, I, I, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go in Robert Tanya's direction, and here's the reason okay. why. He had five Tell balls thrown his way. Mm-hmm. He had he caught all five. He had the 25-yard touchdown reception. He was the guy that was actually wide open right. when they went to Devontae. Had they thrown it to him, touchdown game over. He also had the big block downfield uh, earlier in the ball game, uh, mm-hmm. and that was on the uh, uh, God was it on? It wasn't on the uh, Devontae Adams. Oh yes, it was on the uh, De- no, it was on a Marquez Valdez Scantling catch, mm-hmm. and then him and Devontae Adams had big block, or him and uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling had blocks downfield. So he just did a lot of the little things. So I'm going to give okay. it to Robert Tanya today. Gotcha. Go in that direction. We'll go go there, with Tanya. So you know, Gary, they didn't really answer a lot of questions other than no, they, they are didn't. who they who we thought they were. Uh, we were hoping to get you know. We we're kind of hoping to get some answers out of this game. It we, didn't we, really we happen. Hope, we were hoping that they would separate from the pack, Bill, and they didn't. They didn't. So where they do did. you go now? You know, I mean, obviously you're getting ready for the Bears, and you can put this one behind you, and it's a primetime game and again that's next not gonna weekend. And e- that's not going to be an easy game. No, and it's not. And, and you know, now I guess a couple of things. One, they got they got to fix the, the turnovers. Uh, they've turned the ball over now, was it, seven times in two games. Mm-hmm. You know, or uh, six times in two games, six times in right. two games. So they got to fix the turnovers. Uh, obviously, you hope that uh, Corey Lindsley is able to come back. You put the offensive line back together, full strength, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, it's the same old thing. You got to tackle better. You got to be in position. You got to play better. I mean, you know, and now you don't get a real opportunity until what? You face Tennessee? Right. I mean, we, you know, if they beat the Bears, it what does could it be mean? Over, yeah, it could be over by then. If they beat the Bears, it still will beat a pretty good football team, though, Bill. I mean, a good would. defensive I mean, the Bears football are, team. Yeah, the Bears reeling right now. Offensively, they should shut him down. I mean, but you know what they – well, I, I shouldn't say Nagy because he's always the smartest guy in the room, but their running back should get over 100 yards. He'll probably throw it 50 times. Who knows? Right. No doubt. Which would be a mistake. Well, exactly. But, but the Bears – say that's not game, what they were expecting. Yeah, exactly. The Bears-Packer game was always a tough game, though. It's uh, it's it's Bears-Packers week. Um, you know, Packers clearly on the clock. Obviously, we'll get ready for that game, but – there was nothing about this game that made you go, okay, that's the team that uh, came out of last uh, Sunday and into Monday being the top team mm-hmm. in the NFC because nothing. they've relinquished that. So there's there's not that there. So uh, before a rather sparse crowd, which, by the way, uh, attendance, paid attendance at uh, Lucas Oil Stadium today, it's nice to say, 12,495 at Lucas Oil Stadium in overtime. It was the Colts 34 and the Packers 31. For Gary Ellerson, 
I'm Bill Michaels. We'll have better days. Time for us to go. Have a going. See buddy. Sports Talk Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.